Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Come Follow Me Today, a brief message to help us experience an additional spiritual moment in our otherwise complicated lives. My name is Caleb Sanford, and thank you for joining me as we accept Christ's invitation to follow him today. Well, when we last left our heroes, the Israelites, they had been marching all over the lands between Egypt and the Promised Land, being guided by the Lord in a cloud over the congregation by day and in a pillar of fire to protect them at night. Now we're in the book of Deuteronomy. It's been 40 years since their march began, and it's finally time for the people to cross the River Jordan into the land of Canaan, or the Promised Land, and receive the blessings that the Lord had covenanted to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. In this book, Moses calls the people of Israel together to go through a second telling of their history as a people after escaping from Egypt, and to teach all the law again. Remember that the first time Moses taught all of this was at the foot of Mount Sinai, and this was to the first generation of Israelites that escaped from Egypt. That generation is now gone, and Moses wants to teach the same things to their children, who would be the ones to finally colonize the promised land. So as Moses proceeds to recount the story of the people leaving Egypt and all the miracles that ensued and the law that God gave to the people to live by and ensure their ability to reach the promised land, Moses above all wants to make sure that this second generation of Israelites never forgets what the Lord has done for their people. Quote, only take heed to thyself and keep thy soul diligently, lest thou forget the things which thine eyes have seen unless they depart from thy heart all the days of thy life. But teach them thy sons and thy sons' sons. End quote. Moses is worried about the people. He's seen how their parents behaved for 40 years, complaining and whining about every little thing that went wrong, disregarding the teachings of Moses and the miracles of God, and putting their attention on false idols and other distractions. Now, you'll remember how the Lord had told Moses that he wouldn't actually be able to enter the promised land with the people. And so he wants to take this opportunity to teach and inspire them as best he can now to continue living in peace and faith in God. I think his primary concern is that they'll forget about God and start focusing on other things once life isn't quite so difficult. Quote, and it shall be when the Lord thy God shall have brought thee into the land which he sware unto thy fathers, to give thee great and goodly cities which thou buildest not, and houses full of all good things which thou fillest not, and wells digged which thou diggest not, vineyard and olive trees which thou plantest not. When you shalt have eaten and be full, then beware lest thou forget the Lord which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage, end quote. But maybe even more important than this current generation that Moses is talking to, who still have firsthand memories of the many miracles of God over the last 40 years, even if they were only children when God sent the plagues on Egypt and split the Red Sea and made manna bread rain from heaven, maybe even more important are their children who were born in the wilderness and are only relying on stories to teach them about Israel's history. They didn't witness many of the miracles that their parents and grandparents did. They didn't have the same spiritual experiences that their parents did when they saw God communing with Moses on Mount Sinai. And so Moses presses the people on the importance of teaching this third generation to love God. Quote, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. And these words, which I command thee this day, shall be in thine heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children. End quote. Now, all this I can relate to. 
I was baptized into the gospel of Jesus Christ when I was 24 years old. And over the last 15 or so years, I've had a number of meaningful spiritual experiences that have helped to build my faith. But despite all that, I still struggle to remember. There are days when I don't think about the covenants that God has made with me. There are times when, quite frankly, I forget who I am, a special son of God. And now, three little children later, Moses is telling me that I need to teach them diligently all the commandments and teachings of the Lord, things that sometimes I forget myself. I'm trying to just hang on to my own faith. And like the third generation of Israelites who were born in the wilderness, my kids didn't experience any of the miracles or spiritual experiences that I've had. So how in the world am I supposed to help them to build their own faith and survive in this crazy, screen-filled, idol-driven world? Well, Moses has some thoughts on that. Quote, And thou shalt talk of these words when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. And thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand, and they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes. And thou shalt write them upon the posts of thy house and on thy gates. End quote. Well, bottom line, we basically just need to be thinking and talking about God all the time and almost certainly more than we currently are. Are we remembering the Lord and having conversations about him with our kids during the day? When we lie down to bed, is remembering the Lord the last thing we do? What about the first thing we do when we wake up? Is the iPhone that's bound upon our hand set up to push us to remember our Lord? Are the frontlets between our eyes or the things we spend our time looking at helping us to learn more about God? Are the walls of our homes filled with images and words that remind us of our Savior? Well, the reality is that developing our family's faith and our own can often feel like a losing battle. Just fitting in one spiritual moment a day can be challenging. Moses saw that with his people too and prophesied about how the day would come when the people would completely forget the Lord their God and be scattered across the earth to serve other peoples and the idols they worship. You and I have seen this happen to those around us, and perhaps even to ourselves. But the Lord is merciful. And regardless of our actions, hopes that we'll be able to find our way back to the promised land. Quote, But if from thence thou shalt seek the Lord thy God, thou shalt find him, if thou seek him with all thy heart and with all thy soul. When thou art in tribulation, and all these things are come upon thee, even in the latter days, if thou turn to the Lord thy God, and shalt be obedient unto his voice, he will not forsake thee, neither destroy thee, nor forget the covenant of thy fathers which he sware unto them. Thou shalt keep therefore his statutes and his commandments which I command thee this day, that it may go well with thee, and with thy children after thee, and that thou mayest prolong thy days upon the earth which the Lord thy God giveth thee forever. End quote. You and I are special children of God. He loves us, and he's created a framework for life that will allow us to maximize our happiness in this world and come back to his presence in the world to come. He knows that some of us and some of our children may get sucked into the world's spiritual traps and distance ourselves from our divine creator for a season. But I know that he will also be waiting for us to find him again. He'll wait as long as it takes for us to make the decision to accept his invitation to come and follow our Savior back to the divine inheritance 
that God has promised to all of his children. Thank you for listening today, and I'll see you next week.